the box flow, collateral damage. I managed to maintain to explain. We hit it, evolve, but then the damn thing changed. I'm Thank you for joining us for episode 49, Relationships in Astrology. How you doing, Walter? Pretty good. How are you? All right. Dee may join us a little later on. She has the previous engagement. Uh, today, we have re a returning special guest, astrologer Barbara B. You guys may remember her from the Uranus episode. How you doing today, Barbara? How's Uranus? How's Uranus treating you? <laughs> um, much better. Yeah, uh -huh. much better now. It's in opposition um, to my sun, um, but it's applying to my moon soon. Yeah, so I got a little bit of a reprieve. Yeah. Wow, wow, yeah, we got some high level astrology talk now. <laughs> <laughs> what you know about that, Walter? You, did you understand what she just said? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I was just trying to... You're a Scorpio sun? Um, no, I'm actually, it wasn't in opposition. I, I misstated. It was it was conjunct my son. So sorry about that. But oh, okay, okay, okay. I was like, wait, I think the last time I remember uh, she was in Aries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, sorry about that. It was conjunct. No, okay. Um, and now it's applying... I have a Scorpio moon, but it's applying... To an opposition to my Scorpio moon. Hey, listen, it's it's an opposition to my Pluto, so I, I kind of understand what you're going through. And I was thinking, I was thinking because I have Uranus in my in my ninth house in Libra, so I was thinking about it there in opposition hmm. because okay. naturally it's at uh, uh, it's separating, but it's 26. It's like 26 degrees. Um, so, so you have a, a a natal Sun Uranus opposition. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's interesting. Well, mm. So people come into your life kind of like, ah. well, yes. well, it's interesting yes. that you that you said hey, people come into her life because in all actuality, this is what this topic is about: relationships mm -hmm. and rela what is relationships, Walter? People coming and going in and out of your life. Yeah, um, re relating to others. Yeah. Um, relationships can bring out the best in people and it also can bring out the worst in people straight beast mode <laughs> um people fear intimacy would you would you say that would you agree with that statement or disagree with that statement i would say it depends i maybe for the majority but it really depends on the natal placements, to be honest with you. Yeah. Mm. Mm. So when it comes to uh, relationships in the, well, I just want everybody to know this. When it comes to uh, doing readings and stuff, um, the relationships is in the top three questions asked to astrologers. Always. When, I would yeah. say I would I would say top one. <laughs> you think that would be the first one? Yeah, uh, because I mean, at least for me, I, I've always uh, I've always received people that one of their first questions is, "So, what am I compatible with?" Mm -hmm. I get that too. Well, just for the record, what do you think the two and three would be then? 
just about themselves. People like to hear about themselves when you look at their chart. They want to see if you can get them right because there are a lot of people who are like are sometimes are in disbelief that uh, about astrology. You may think um, that's a lot of you know mumbo jumbo until you start saying things about them that you've never told them before. Uh, the other one for me would be uh, career and money. Yes, mm-hmm. I would agree. All yes. right. Um, quick question, Barbara. When it comes to, if somebody comes to you and asks you about relationship, what's your go-to? Well, I first ask them what kind of relationship is it are, is it someone you're dating or is it a, a marriage or a long-term relationship and long-term i would say maybe i want to say two but i'm going to say three or years or longer long term oh you break it up that like that yeah uh, <laughs> wait three three years is long term well that's really kind of that's it's a, it's a, that's a good little while to be dating to be in someone's life, you know. Um, but but to be honest, it, I would say if it depends on the relationship. If you're not married, that's fifth house. If you're married, that's seventh house. But sometimes some people show up as seventh house because they've been in relationship for so long that they start just at least in my my experience maybe showing up as like seven house characteristics what do you think about sun sign compatibility <laughs> um i think sun sign to sun sign just in terms of synastry at a high level um i would say sun sign to sun sign sun sign to moon sign um rising sign to sun sign rising sign to moon sign and vice versa, like, and then sun and moon um, and rising aspects to like the North Node mm. um, and Saturn. I have so many questions now, wait, but I want I wait. want you to finish, Paul. Yeah, I was about to say, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. All, everything you just said, you take in into um, consideration when talking about a relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody- yeah. I mean, I, I look at Venus and Mars too, but that's just like, you know, Venus for a woman or just in, per, in a person's, you know, perspective, it's like Venus is how you love. And also, and then also depending if it's like same sex. So if it's same sex, then, I, then that matters too. Um, just in terms of the characteristics or qualities of the person that you're attracted to, I look at your Mars and Venus, yeah. What what do you think about uh, Venus contacts with the ascendant? I like that. I think that I think um, just in ter- for long term, you know, I, I wouldn't look at it in a kind of um, like a flame. I, I wouldn't even call it a flame, but I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't necessarily think that it was a major like contact, you know, um, mm-hmm. but. It's a good thing because I think that uh, if someone's Venus hits someone's ascendant, then uh, it it depends on it could go either way. So they could find that person really really beautiful, or just um, um, they just want to experience the good things with them, you know. Um, 
So they could just adore that person or vice versa. Would you say that would switch the, depending on the sign that's on that? Mm-hmm. Um, probably, obviously there's, there's variables to everything, right? Because the condition of the Venus is important. You know, mm-hmm. if the Venus is at home, um, in its home sign, um, if it has, uh, or it's a fall in detriment or if it has difficult aspects okay. to, a, to another what planet. If, what yeah, that, we get deep in it. So it could okay, be. Okay. I was about to paint this out. What if that Venus is in. Virgo on the ascendant. Again, it just <laughs> again Venus is not like my top go-to. So if you're so I would look at that again for Venus for a man. If a man's Venus and was in Virgo, I would say, and they you know were interested in women, I would just say that you're looking for someone's earthy, probably very self-directed because since in the first house, first house it's Aries. Right. That's typically the Aries house. So I would think that they're they're interested in a person who has somewhat of an Aries characteristic, someone who is um, who likes to serve or maybe has healthy, a healthy type of lifestyle, very natural. Um, I would just look and think about those qualities and characteristics just in terms of what they may or may not be interested in. All right. Now, my next question is. Your response to a man with Venus and Virgo in the first house would be different to a woman with Venus and Virgo in the first house? I would look at a woman's Venus as how she loves or likes to be loved or gives love. But if it, if she were interested in a woman, then I would say then it would be someone much like her. Because if she was a Virgo rising, then... Um, and it depends on... so. Um, yeah, because that would be a Virgo rising. That would be the seventh house. Seventh house would be Pisces. And then, so Venus rules the uh, second house. And then it's going to rule, where's Taurus going to be? Taurus is going to be in the ninth. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, I would think that that would be, it would describe the ways. I look, I, I look at the houses in which Venus rules. Um as a as to also kind of give more information about how the person loves or chooses to be loved or if it's if it's a woman who is let's just do you know non-same sex you know just mm-hmm. sex i would just look at it that that's how she loves and gives love and um and then the and then the houses that venus rules would color would add more color to that Right. to me and also it also for me when it's on venus is on the ascendant or any planet it are, is on the ascendant i also think about how the person looks so i think it would impact the person's looks you know too because it's the first house and the first house represents the self no i i i'm 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 taking in what, what, what you're saying i the, the reason why i asked the, the venus uh contact question is is because um i, I recently have i i I've seen that um, it's it's a it's a it's a it's a very uh, you know exact degree contact to the ascendant mm-hmm. with Venus and then and then a slight almost exact contact Venus the ascendant and the North Node. So the North Node is there. Yeah. 
Yes, the, nor- so- the North Node is in, it, it's a trine. So the North Node is in contact to the Ascendant off by one degree. But, and then, and then the North Node is in contact to Venus off by one degree, but then Venus and the Ascendant are, are exact. Okay. Wow. And so Venus, uh, do you, for this, these, this particular, is it a person or is it someone? That uh, for, 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 for these, for this particular, for these two particular charts, uh, uh it's it, venus is in leo right uh, at the 29th degree and and it's trining uh an ascendant at the at the 29th degree so both people have venus in leo no 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 the other person has venus somewhere else but okay. but but one person's venus is is trining the other person's ascendant and then that same the 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 venus person's north node is also trining the other person's ascendant well, that's definitely a harmonious, you know, for sure. Yeah. Because um, it's making aspects to the North Node. And, and then so- both and then both people have the same uh, moon sign off by like maybe four degrees. Okay. So for me, I would give more weight to this industry to the North Node and the moon signs versus mm-hmm. just the Venus. But you yeah. asked about the Venus. So now it now that it has greater information, yeah. it makes sense while there's an attraction or why they're, they're connected. Yeah, I, have a, yeah. I have a question. Do yeah. you look at what? Which one do you look at the most? Sinistry? Do you look at composite charts? Not no. I, I you know I took a class in that and I I've done it for myself from like for my ex husband and a, a, a person that I was seeing, um, and I've also looked at like meeting charts too. Um, but no, I don't really look at composites charts unless it's a uh, like a long-term relationship. For me, composite charts are more valuable for long-term relationships because it's like you're you're joined together. And now we, how, how do we blend together? I, I, I mean, you, obviously, you can do a composite chart with any two people, right? Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be um, in long-term relationship, but that's sort of how it was trained. So I only look at it in that way. And that would be three or more years. Yeah, I want to say longer, but I was really being generous. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the composite well, charts. But what would you, what, if you was wanted to say longer, what would be that number? Um, I'm thinking in terms of Saturn. Saturn sevens and Saturn are, are important. So a seven-year relationship, long-term. Says the Aquarius rising. The Saturn itch <laughs> right there. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm a Saturn Saturnian person, so <laughs> yeah. Because okay. that, that's why I said Saturn too, in terms of synastry or just looking at relationship points. Because Saturn wants to lock things down. So, so you know, let me tell you something. Um, the relationships with Saturn squares—they're mighty interesting. <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> Man, I have I have some synastry with some. I have a person. My person has uh, Moon and Pisces with Saturn and Pisces as well. Moon and Saturn. Oh, Moon and, and Saturn I, person. I have, and I have a Saturn Gemini. So we have Moon, Saturn Moon contacts, and also my North Node. Their Sun is in Gemini, and so I have a. I mean, I have a South Node in in Gemini. So the nodes. Contacts. Um, oh wow! Yeah. 
I have a question for you. Yes. What's your stance on twin flames? <sighs> um, that's a good question. I I think I think just in terms of like I'm gonna be nice. So I think that we all <laughs> I think we all have soul con- I think we have soul contracts, right? Well, is it contract. okay? There's a dip, so there's a difference between soul contract, uh, so uh, twin flame and a uh, soulmate. Well, you know, it, it depends on what, what the definition you're using for like a twin flame I'm, soulmate, but I just I think I'm, just asking yours. I'm, I'm going, I'm rolling so, with yours. I, so for me, broadly, I would just say that we have soul contracts with people, and some of us were meant to be, you know, in long term relationships. And then some of some people are just meant to come in for to be cliche a reason and a season, you know, and then they leave. Um, and but it's the the whole point of it is to advance our soul, our, our you know. Because I think we we reincarnate, and with each, each incarnation, um, we're here to just grow our grow and advance our soul until we don't incarnate anymore. That's just my belief. So yes and no on twin flame. I, I I mean, I I don't believe in twin flames. You were just gonna press me on it. I mean, I think that we <laughs> of course he's a he's a Virgo. He needs that technicality coming up. <laughs> I, mean, I just think that we have soul contracts with each other. You know, we we travel in in soul pairs. I think you know in a in past lives we've all the three of us have been something to one another hmm. in some form or fashion. I could go and, with that. Yeah, tangentially, there's a book that I read that has had a huge impact on that perspective is Many Lives, Many Masters by um, Dr. Dr. Brian Wise. I love that book. A great, great book. Yes, yes. And and there's a follow-up. Only Love is Real. Yeah, Only Love is Real or or there was another one that I had that I had that didn't have that title. But so he must have more than two books. I recommend Only Love is Real. You'll like it. Okay. Okay. I'll have to get it on audio. <laughs> I, I do have down here that each relationship brings you brings a different experience out of yourself. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, some to you know what? It's all it's all about perspective because you can look at things as good or bad, but it's all to grow us and and um whether we like it or not you know there's so a lot of times we have to just get uncomfortable with being uncomfortable and and being uncomfortable which is like those squares and oppositions those you know they're there for a purpose you know op- obviously the oppositions we have to strike a balance between them right and then the squares it's just like those those squares oh my gosh <laughs> You know, um, I agree exactly with what you're saying, uh, because I have actually often found myself in relationships or I have had people around me where there's a lot of oppositions and squares. Um, it, and and this isn't in, in any sort of um, relationship. I mean, Paul and I have a lot of oppositions, right? But, you know, we're not in an intimate relationship. But in the intimate relationships, I think it takes a little bit of extra effort from both parties to really want to be yes. uncomfortable yes. in the uncomfort uncomfortability. 
Yes, you have to push through it, push past it. Yeah. And mm -hmm. it always feels, a lot of times just feels tense or it, I think it pushes you at, to advance, to figure out like, to really kind of go deep, like what is going on here? <laughs> hey, I, yeah. I, I actually have down here, some of our highest highs have been connected to some relationships as well as our lowest lows, but we keep coming back for more. Why? Because we are spirits <laughs> living, um, living a physical experience. And so that's sort of the point until we, until we, you know, crash and burn, die, basically leave our skin and return back to our original form. That's the whole point. You know, it's like getting up and trying again, getting up and trying again, getting up and trying. And a lot of times, you know, I, I had felt, I felt like, um, like right now, I feel like I don't know if I would want to get married again, but that's just today. I could, um, I could change that, that perspective um, tomorrow. It could be something just, you know, cause I'm, I'm also partly Uranian, right? I can yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> and so the thing is, is um, I say that Paul, because obviously we know, cause we're astrologers that, we have our birth chart, right? And our birth chart is the main story line. And then the transits are like the sub tones, the sub topics and the, the stories that happen in, in, in between. And, and then all the, the, the uh, regressions and all that stuff, those are all like little sub stories. <laughs> and, um, and those things can, those sub stories or, I'm trying to think, I'm trying to relate it to like a movie. Chapters chapters or scenes. whatever scenes yeah you know there's char other characters and scenes and so there's layers to a movie right um and all of those sort of add perspective to the life of the individual to the to the default program code that would that is the natal chart and oh, wow. huh what was go, ahead, go ahead go ahead finish go ahead, oh go ahead. no I, actually that is it but yeah you know. oh you know because oh, I, I was going to say, actually, this question. How many relationships end because they're having too much fun? How many relationships end because they're having too much fun? Yeah. I, I ask you that. What do you think? I, I, I've i never thought that. None. I would never thought to. Right. I, I mean, I said it was a trick question. <laughs> yeah. None. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, none. But here's the follow-up question. How many relationships end because of un realistic expectations i think that's a key contributor to a lot of relationships endings relationship endings i i think um i don't i wouldn't have the i don't have the data but you know when you hear about two people you know our friends you know we all have people i've had people talk about their relationships um to us or you know family members or whatever the case may be and you know and i think that there's always that's always like, um, well, not always, but it can be a key contributor to it outside of this like unfaithfulness, you know, or money. So. Have you, uh, you know, sometimes in reading, have you ever heard, have somebody say this? You, you, you like delineating a chart and you tell them what it means and their response is, well, doesn't, doesn't everybody? 
<laughs> you ever, and, and anyone ever said that to you? Yes, and I, I think I kind of touched on that in the in the beginning of how you know when you say when you guys ask about like questions people ask you you know about their natal chart and then you start and people want to hear about themselves because they want to see because they maybe are disbelievers, but um, but yeah, I, I've heard that too. They they say that oh that's just general, you know, that's just general, um, and some of it may be true, but it may be more applicable to the person that you're describing because of the placements that they have yeah and, and that has happened to me like like for instance i let's just say hey you you have a you have um you, i'm talking to a, a female and i said something about you know she has an attraction to might have an attraction to guys that have money and stuff like that and her response was it never even I, I feel that's every female mm. and i was like no no, <laughs> no. just that part, see, you know when i hear generalizations like that and i try and i try to catch myself if or when i'm you know being general in that way it's it tells me that that person may they need they need more experience <laughs> more yeah. with other things mm-hmm. yeah Hey, and my response to that person always is whatever thought that you have that you think doesn't everybody, you need to go ask a whole bunch of people that question. Mm, that's a good point. That's a that was probably a good response. You know, yeah. you you will quickly find out. No, and in there like one time I asked someone <laughs> with the moon and the twelfth, you know, if uh emotional outburst at times leads to their self undoing and they said no well I feel that's everybody <laughs> and I was like no that's not everybody you so, know and it's funny you asked that question my mind just went to that would be someone who hides their emotions mm. 12th house hey that that in a relationship, if you're hiding your emotions, what's that mean? That well, can, you that can't can, be, yeah, you can't be, yeah, you're, you're undoing it, but you can't, I don't think it's good to be in a relationship where you're not emotionally vulnerable, you know, um, just to go back to the. Wait, why? Why you need to be in a relationship that you're emotionally vulnerable? Well, I feel like there's a reason, there's a, there's a picture that you have in your mind. So let me just say this. Um, describe it in this way. I think uh, emotionally available and vulnerable to be able to be able to, because your person, you sh- I think you should be able to expose yourself to your person. You should be, your, your person, there should be safety mm-hmm. in being able to expose yourself to your person. And if you can't, then that can um, lead to repressed or suppressed, like, things you can bottle things up and that can that's when the whole emotional outburst or just something just you know seems like out of nowhere comes and the relationship dissolves so I think it's important to be to have that um in relationships I agree do you do you think people should want a soulmate relationship I think that, so from my personal perspective, Mm -hmm. um, 
I listen to, are you both familiar with um, Abraham Hicks? Yes. yes. So I listen to a lot of Abraham Hicks and she, so she kind of helped give me that, that, this perspective. A lot of times in life, we, based on our experiences, we learn what we don't want, right? And mm -hmm. that does lead to what we do want. Um, so, gosh, I forgot your question. <laughs> like, I, I was going. Should to should people really want a soulmate relationship? Okay, so, so essentially, I think that based on all, like all of my past relationships, I've learned things that I didn't want and learned things that I loved and liked. And also maybe have even thought about things that may have been missing. And so I have literally scripted. There was one particular recording that um, I heard of hers and someone asked about relationships. And so she inspired the person and I then got inspired. Um, she inspired the person to um, just write out how the person, what the person wanted in relationships or just in life and called it my life relative to abundance. And to really just tap into the feeling of what you really wanted. And I was just started being very descriptive and was writing it out and, and it, it brought me joy. So I think, I think the person, I think we should be keyed in on what we don't want. And because uh, having a soulmate relationship is a very broad statement. I think you have to be very deliberate and intentional and specific about what it is that you want. And it's not saying, you know, people being picky or whatever, but um, like one of the things is like being supportive of one one another's, you know, ideas and perspectives, right? Mm -hmm. um, and supporting each other through that. Um, having a home that's filled, filled with joy and laughter or, or just, you know, continuity, you know, just ease. You know, being descriptive. You can be even more descriptive than that. I'm, but I'm glad you I'm glad you use that adjective, ease. ease. <laughs> yeah, because I I I'm tell you what I got down here for soulmate uh too. Uh Walt unless Walt Walter, you wanna say your opinion on soulmate? You think uh I, I, want a soulmate I think, relationship? I think every relationship is a soulmate relationship. Mm. I think every I think even if, even if, that person that checked me out at the grocery store? Yeah. All right, keep going. Yeah, keep going. No, I, I, I think, um, I think ultimately, I think if you're referring to soulmate in terms of romantic relationship. All right, let's go there. Okay, so if you're referring to romantic relationships, I, I think even more, it's, it's kind of difficult to not have a soulmate relationship, right? Because I think if you want to go very deep into, you know, spirituality or, or, or how soulmate would interact in a romantic level, the, the romance is going to be off the charts, right? There's going to be this feeling of home, this feeling of ease that's, to some extent. Well, well, that's not, that's not what I have down here for soulmates. Now let's hear what you have down there. For yeah. that, was, that was on the tip of my tongue. I want hey. hey. to the question. Hey, you know, you, you scroll through social media and all that and you watch people and they always say, I want to soul my soulmate. And sometimes I, I say, do they realize that soulmates kill each other? Do they? Oh yeah, because because a soulmate relationship literally, literally, you think so? Okay, so watch this because a soulmate relationship is here to help alter our soul. You you think that's an easy process? 
What if that person wants the bucket and fight fight the fight the, pro- the altering of that soul process? What can what can happen? Now we're going to placements of planets. Huh? I, I I think it also depends on 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 what timeline your soul is in. Because what if you're on a timeline where where you're cruising? And what if that cruising. person isn't? Then it's not going to work out at that at that time and, and, and place that you're in. It's gonna it could happen later. You can meet later. So it's funny you um, that 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 analogy or that story you told it brought me back to um, an analogy that I used for someone um, I was seeing, um, and. The story, the the analogy that came to mind about that person, just in terms of like killing each other. Um, have you both seen uh, Avatar, the first one? Yes. Jake. No, and, no you haven't. I haven't. <laughs> okay. So the main character, Jake, he was, you know, he was human, but he basically took on um, this Avatar. Oh wait, wait, yes, yes, yes. I have Avatar with the with the blue people. Yes, yeah. yes, 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 yes. I have, I have. I'm sorry. <laughs> and so there was a part in the scene where he had to choose his uh the the flying animal, whatever it was, right? Mm-hmm. And the the main character, uh, Zoe Zaldana's character, um, she said she, he asked, you know, how how did the relationships between the bird and the and the the person connect? And so she said, you'll know because they'll try to kill you. <laughs> Interesting. Right. And so basically that the main, the, the big badass bird, excuse my French, but <laughs> that was there basically, um, you know, he, who was, who basically ran the sky, Jake ended up, that ended up being Jake's bird, but he tried to kill Jake before he made the connection. And once he finally made the connection, connect the tail, you mm-hmm. know, with smooth sailing so there's some maybe some relevance that it it may feel like you're dying you know (laughs) um because there's so much you know going on up and down up and down that until you finally make the connection the bond sealing the bond then things begin to smooth out would you think that Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I, I think it's interesting that you say that because for, for like a few months, I had like this feeling that I was dying. <laughs> and then I like a, 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 there was a, a person that entered my life. Hmm. <laughs> so I, I think it's interesting that you just said that. Wow. The feeling of death, it's, it's wow. not a pleasant feeling, let me tell you. Do you think wow. someone can identify their soulmate using astrology? I think anything is possible, but I, I would rather go by feeling only because, uh, I'm a, my chart is predominantly air and water. And so, and a little bit of fire, no earth. So I'm either thinking or feeling. Right. So for me, um, I like to, you know, it's, it's all about the feeling. So it's all about the feeling versus looking at, um, a chart and saying, oh, I think this person might, because, you know, if, if we're talking about knowing, having seen the person, having met the person, looking at the chart and mm-hmm. saying, oh, I think we're meant together, meant to be together. I feel like there had to have been some already, some chemistry that that exists 
to bring two people together. And I think we all kind of know when there's a strong, like, you know, magnetism that happens between you and another person. Um, I think we can all sense and feel it. Barbara. Yes. Are you a hopeless romantic? No. <laughs> my, Venus is in Vir- my Venus is in Pisces. You would think so. But it, it no. Well, progress, progress is probably either Aries or Taurus right now. It might be. I have to. I have to look. I'm glad you asked that question. Would you do synastry with using progress charts? I haven't, but I think it's possible. Mm-hmm. I think it's possible. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have. Yeah, and it, and how how did that come out? Well, I've done it for myself. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I I see I see I see connections. You know, um, and it, it's it's interesting. We, we're talking about progressions because earlier today I, I had like this thought that even the progress chart follows some pattern in the natal chart, mm-hmm. right? So like, even if, if some planets move a little bit, eventually they move right back to where they were natally, just in different signs. Does that make sense? Yeah. I mean, basically it's like a, a, a from how I see progressions, it's like a, another layer of a clock over overlaid, you know? And so it's just that clock moving around and touching certain aspects that yeah. you know, is the default code but yeah yeah i do have a question do you look do you use asteroids uh no i mean i no i i was i was trained to but i haven't seen a lot of i just know i just don't use it what about you guys do you guys use asteroids for a I look at Lilith I, I've looked at uh, I've focused on some Lilith Mars Mars placements you mm-hmm. know Lilith Mars why interesting because I, I I've, I've seen it and and I, I kind of dove deep into it and and it it kind of it interested me a little bit because it was pretty much the the delineation on that it was uh like a very high intensity sexual uh, mm. connection I was gonna ask you that question yeah <laughs> yeah so um, Go ahead. Were there any other connections that their Mars had? And was it like hitting another? Uh, Mar- Mars, uh, yeah, there was a connection between Mars and Mercury. Um, a connection between uh, Mars and Saturn. Mm. See, the Mars and Saturn, uh, I'm not going to lie, they scare me a little bit sometimes. I have a Mars like, conjunction. Yeah. You have a Mars-Saturn conjunction? Well, applying. So my so my Saturn is a critical degree, but Mars is three degrees away from it. So do so do I. I, I have I have Venus sandwiched between Mars and I have, and I have a question. And since y'all are talking about conjunctions, what do you think about a Venus Mars conjunction in a chart? See, that could be a high sex drive, depending on like where um, the placement of it. The four. Well. Taurus. Mm. What about a high emotional drive? That too. But that could be that. And hopefully, by the way, by the way, that would be uh, Venus and Mars conjunct in your chart in the four. Because that'd be Aquarius rising. Yeah. So, because um, Venus is strong in Taurus, right? So the Venus person, whoever. You're talking about the, this person having both of those placements. Yeah, mm-hmm. conjunct. Yeah, in the four. Okay. So well, long- well, well, if you want to just throw a little spice on it, 
near Chiron. Hmm. Well, there could be, so near Chiron, the wound here. So if it's a male, if, since Mars could be the penis, there could be like a disease or something like that. Who, well, yeah. it's a female. It's a female. She could have some, um, but it's a female. So fourth house. So she's an Aquarius rising too. Yeah. What so would you what would you tell yourself if you had this placement? <laughs> what would I tell myself if I had this placement? I always feel like your questions are kind of trick trick questions. No, I, no, no <laughs> it's no trick to it. It's no trick. I'm just what well, well I well, so basically I'm a Gemini rise and Virgo sun. So basically you call me the magician. <laughs> I'm not the trickster. I'm not Okay. <laughs> yeah, I'm yeah, I always get that sense. <laughs> So, so cause Mars, Mars rules my, my 10th house. Right. So, um, and then my third house, mm, it could be, she, she could have been like sexually abused by a sibling potentially. Mm. Um, and what if that didn't happen? What if that didn't happen? Maybe this person works at home. Because 10th houses could also be like a career thing, um, or maybe her father, maybe sexually, because it's, it's on a parental axis, right? Um, but Venus also, but Venus rules, if this is an Aquarius rising person, then Venus rules her second house and her ninth house. So that's a value, her sense of self, no, not her second house, her Venus rules her ninth house and her, and her fourth house. So ninth house is uh, like faith and church and school and education and um yeah I don't, I don't know so her venus is strong but the mars is in fall so it would it could be something about her siblings um maybe living with her um or a parent you know living with her or her working at home or something like that or doing things at home mm. but we we're talking about synastry no, no, stuff? just a natal chart. Okay. What Speaking you... of, uh, what, would... what, uh, what would I say about it? Mm -hmm. Uh, probably tension in the home, mm -hmm. probably from the from the father figure or something mm -hmm. like that, or or the mother figure really, because you know something. That like... has to be mom, yeah, too. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, I do have a lot of self-studying uh, people that listen to this show mm -hmm. and they sitting back thinking well where, what should I do to find out about my relationship so if somebody who's just looking into their chart and just trying to find out stuff what would be your advice to them where should... for, for relationship stuff yeah 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 if they just trying to find out about uh their love language, like what motivates them in love, their attitudes towards love and sex yeah, and stuff like Venus, that. Venus and Mars for sure. And then how they can communicate and just in general, because obviously communication, we're, we're, we all communicate with each other. So communication is important. So, um, and then how that aspects the, the other person that they're, that they're seeing, you know, uh, communication is hugely important in relationships. Um, you know what? One of the things I've done to to kind of, I feel like I, this is on a tangent, but it's relevant 
in a, in a well, let me say it like this. Since I learned astrology, I've like tried to dig into the uh, the charts of the people that I used to date. Actually, actually, I had that question down here to me ask too. you: Do you would you advise people to? look at their exes like go back in time and look at their exes absolutely because <laughs> you can start to Why? see patterns you can start to see patterns of who you're attracted to and um because i'll talk to people like oh man i'm always attracted to gemini's or gemini's are attracted to me and i'm like because you have a north node or you have saturn there or you know or in, in this that's why you know or you have mars or venus you know and so um and it that explains it to me it, Oh, so wait, wait. So you hear that? You hear that question? Uh, or you hear that statement a lot? Hey, this sign, oh, man. There's a lot of this sign around me. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Yep, I, I hear that too. <laughs> and <laughs> so do. your so so what? It, you you just said because of this and because of that. But what does that actually mean to somebody? You said what? hey, because your Saturn's in Gemini. So somebody with Saturn in Gemini. And they get surrounded by Gemini's. What what is what is the universe trying to tell that person? Because Saturn likes to lock things down. Saturn likes quality over quantity, right? It's just a it's a long term energy. It's it's a very serious. Wait, wait, say that again. Saturn long, likes Saturn quantity, quality over quantity. Yeah, you know, because you think about like Saturn and Jupiter are opposites to me. There, you know, Saturn is subtraction and Jupiter is adding. You know, uh, you, there is expansion and Saturn is contraction. You would you would make uh, Saturn and Jupiter opposite? Yes. That's funny. I I would I in my I actually didn't think about that. I would I was thinking more like Saturn and the Moon are opposite. I mean, th- they're the antithesis of each other, but for sure, I I agree with that. Um, but I, I like that. I like I like that you saying that 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 they're opposite Saturn and Jupiter. Yeah, for sure. Um, and but so Saturn well, well, wait, why why are they opposite? Why do you see them as just by their characteristics, the quality the qualities that you know that they are that they share archetypally. Um, you know, Saturn wants to build over time. Right? It just it's like it's it's in no hurry to be in a hurry. No hurry to be in a hurry. Right. Very good statement. <laughs> <laughs> they should put that on a shirt about Saturn. <laughs> yeah. No hurry to be in a hurry. <laughs> no hurry to be in a hurry. I, I'm, I'm going to borrow that one now. <laughs> go right. Go ahead. I say it all the time. Go right ahead. <laughs> that's that's big time Saturn energy. And so, um, but Saturn likes the lockdown, like especially like Saturn moon for sure. Because and I'm glad you said that, um, Malta, it, for sure. And, and the thing is, is that um, Saturn and, and Moon have similar transits time-wise. Saturn is 29 and a half and Moon is like 29 and a half, you know, days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. Days to years. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I personally think that in relationships, um, and I say this, I say this also because our friend here, Paul, has a Saturn in Gemini. And for a while, he found himself surrounded by a lot of lunar Gemini's, hmm. and and I and I think the Moon people come to the Saturn people to soften them up a little bit, and to be like, hey, like chill out, you know, here's some emotion. Let hmm. me thaw, let me thaw you out a little bit here, because you're a little icy. Maybe. 
Who? You me? Yeah. <laughs> I think he's talking about you. But I, but that, pattern people. But I'm gonna say but the thing is is Well, it is in my first house, so and that's 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 really I think the the point that she's making because because you have Saturn on your ascendant. Right? He's very Saturnian, yeah. He's a Saturnian he's a Saturnian Gemini. Yes. So most most, mo- most Geminis have that childlike youth like quality. And I'm not saying that you don't, uh Paul, but but you're more serious about you're probably serious about having fun too, fun. you know? <laughs> yeah. And hey. I am too. Well, I play mad and I'm trying to win. <laughs> yeah you know you know i've told guys before hey um what tell me what y'all think of this statement hey y'all really should get you worried about your girlfriend's sun sign you really should get more uh familiar with a moon sign because in a relationship women uh are or more in that emotional space than anything. I agree. My, my ex-husband and I, we had moons. His My moon fell in his 12th house. So, and when someone's moon or anything falls in your 12th house, that's a blind spot. You know, so I think he couldn't just emotionally, we, we really kind of didn't. Wait, 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 hold up, hold up, hold up. He's a sad rising, sad rising. Wait, hold up, hold up. When, who's it a blind spot to? The, the person? person whose 12th house it is. The 12th house person. Yeah, the 12th, no, the, yeah, the 12th, yes, the 12th house person, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so your, your moon would fall in his 12th house, so he had a blind spot in terms of your, of how you emotionally reacted, so yes. he, he yes. couldn't, he couldn't get it. Yes. And the same thing, my daughter's the same way. And a lot of times she some doesn't get it. But she the, the the thing is also she has a moon Pluto conjunction in her first house. So that kind of gives it a scorpionic um energy, but a lot of times she misses my as in as in, as in they can't quite understand why that is triggering you or why mm-hmm. that is making you feel, you know, some type of way. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, I just say this, Barbara. I never really look at synastry's charts that much, but you now you're making it sound interesting. I'm thinking to myself, Paul, oh, maybe you need to start looking at more synastry charts. Synastry <laughs> charts are amazing. I'm shocked. I'm shocked as much as you, you know, we talk about astrology. I'm shocked that you haven't done that. Me, but and I'm just, I'm just like surprised. Not a bad thing. I'm just like, wow. As deep as you go, you have gone. I've, that I've learned that you go. That um, would you like to know why? Please tell us why, Paul. <laughs> because why are you asking me about somebody else when you really don't understand yourself? Hmm. Hey, let's get you to understand yourself first. Then maybe we, maybe we could talk about somebody else. So, but, if, but, but if you ain't starting to work on some of the shit that you came down here, these lessons and all that shit... What does it matter if mm-hmm. I tell you about this in a relationship? You you just gonna act the same and do the same shit. Well, here's the thing. I think that you know your chart at this stage. I think you know your chart pretty well. So, but if you, I don't know if you've looked back at some of your, you know, current or past relationships to see what type, where their planetary placements hit, mm-hmm. and what kind of what potential 
you know, things were of ease or difficulty between the, the two of you. Yeah. And that could, um, you know, just kind of foreshadow some things in the, in the future. Yeah. And, well, well, I wasn't talking about me personally. I was just okay. talking about people that come to me for a read. Oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, God for God God forbid the Scorpio Moon uh, ever gives out information about himself. <laughs> I mean, no, I'm yeah. I, I've looked at me and exes before. I'm just I've done that personally. Okay. okay. But if somebody's coming to me for a reading and and they don't understand their Saturn, their North Node, or whatever, why should I be? Why should we even be talking about you in a relationship? Okay. So you're attracting people who've yet to learn themselves, learn their default program code. So, so once I think people have done that and, and they learn, I think in the process, they begin to learn astrology. Mm -hmm. That's when they can sort of expand the horizons and start thinking about synastry and the process. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Cause I mean, once you really understand that, Venus in fall in the 12th or in the 6th. So, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, how they're showing up in relationships. What yeah. they're, they're bringing that may be a detriment, Venus in fall or detriment. Hey, to okay, I got a question. They might be thinking it's the same, it's the other person. No. <laughs> I got a question for you, bro. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, have you ever tried to explain, get somebody to explain a hard aspect and a blind spec to somebody? Was it easy to get easy or hard to, for them to see it or or admit to it? Um, I think it may be. Sometimes there's it. It, it take par, having a paradigm having having paradigm shifts can. There's layers to it. You know, I think you and I had this conversation recently. You know, paradigm shifts. You and I, when I was talking about um, how there's initially when there's disbelief. You know, and then they realize like, oh my gosh, this is this is a real thing. And then there's that cognitive dissonance that kind of comes into play. Hey, know? I yes. just had the experience of cognitive dissonance two days ago. Uh-huh. Keep going. <laughs> hey, and this person wanted to fight. Mm. Like a male like, or a woman. Yeah. Like scrap, like fight Damn you near. with their fists. Damn near. It could have it could have damn near came to that if I wouldn't have been like, this is silly. <laughs> yeah. But keep going. But but yeah, I mean, I think that, um, so to answer your question, it can be an issue um, if the person isn't really open enough to see, you know, be ye transformed, I'm just listening, be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, you know? I, I'm not really wait, religious. Wait, I'm not say really that again? I'm not really religious, but it's like a, a scripture. Be transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's mm. biblical. And I literally, I take that literally. Like we, once we like have, we, we have these mental downloads that transform us. Um, and we have to be able to be open enough to allow that to happen. And the, I think the person has to be in a state of self-reflection um, a self, a state of self-evolvement and willing to evolve and grow, um, to be able to be open to, to saying, okay, well, that could be creating, I could be causing this. I remember when I had that revelation. Um, what that you you was actually was, causing there, something? There, yeah, something. Yeah, because I'm I'm Saturnian, right? And so 
Saturn rules Capricorn and Aquarius. So it's like, so Saturn rules my 12th and my first. So it's like, there are things that I do that are self undoing. So um, maybe like the lack of planning or lack of consistency of, you know, doing things step by step constantly and building because my Saturn is, is not strong, it's in Gemini, right? Even though it's it's kind of neutral, but it's, it's it. have you guys looked at um, the, uh, it's what you use when, um, I have to pull it up, where the planets are rated in your natal chart? Yeah. Oh, uh, oh the, yeah. Essential, dig, essential dignities chart. Essential dignity, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think my Saturn is one of the weakest planets in there. Hmm. Yeah. I was, uh, it's rated. Yeah. Have you uh, actually, uh, are you familiar with Demetra George's book? I know who G Demetra George is, but I don't think that I, um, well, no, I, I haven't read her book for sure. Well, I uh, was going through it and uh, she made, in that book, she made me, well, she makes you give your own planets grades like that. She makes you grade your own planets? Oh yeah, yeah. She has a workbook where you pretty much grade your your planets. Hmm. Yeah. So, what they say your Saturn is, you may not see it that way. Hmm. What? 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 Why was that beneficial? What? What does she? What does she think that is the benefit of doing, of us self rating our planets? Well, if you have to write down that, if you have to acknowledge that oh my venus is in uh fall or detriment which is not a good place and then you got to factor in the house that is hey is this a good house is it one of the bad houses is it the 12th is it you know the eighth the sixth is it in the you know once you start bringing in all of that stuff and now you got to give it a grade is this is this venus hey you got to bring in is this this um you got a, a feminine planet is it in a masculine sign ma very masculine conditions is this venus happier happier sad that's pretty much what i say happier sad mm -hmm. a sad venus or a pissed off venus is going to act a certain way mm-hmm But I, when I'm doing this, I got to do this for other charts too. Okay. So, yeah, I just think maybe for me, um, it's kind of like horary. If I'm, I'm trying to read a chart for myself, I don't, I don't feel like I can. Um, do you both know what horary astrology is? Yes. Yeah. Well, for the people that don't know, go ahead. Yeah, okay. Horary astrology is... <laughs> casting a chart based on a question that you have and you cast the chart. So if I asked right now, if I lost my shoes that I was looking for, and right now it is at the time of this recording, it's 4.02 PM on Saturday, April 22nd. So I cast a chart and look at the chart and I look at the placements of where, what house my shoes represent. And I look to see where my shoes are and if I find them. Right. Um, and um wait wait you know you got people out there saying wait what <laughs> what you house is, the what chart house is looking for your shoes <laughs> yeah 
yeah. Some people are gonna be like, I'm just gonna cast a chart looking for my keys. Yeah, I mean, oh. but but the reason they're saying is you could do that. Yeah, you can. Uh, we're going on a tangent, but I actually did that for a friend of mine. She she had lost uh, her key. She lost her keys. <laughs> <laughs> and she had texted, she had a, a, a group chat uh, well, for her friends. And she was like, I've been looking for my keys for two hours. So, and at the time, that's all she said. And I, at the time, I thought that she was still looking for them. So I, I cast the chart, I said, where are her keys? And um, and I said, okay, they're in, so her keys are in Aries. It was like the planet was in Aries and it was near, I forget there was something else. So I said, look for something hot, metal, red or whatever. And so she had found them on her ironing board under her red t-shirt. Uh, the keys would be what, the sun? Um, no, I don't remember what, what, um, so what the second, so the second house would be where her possessions are. Oh, okay. 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 And her second house was Aries. Gotcha. Yeah. Do you like horror Aries? Um, I do. I do. Um, my teacher, you know, um, I learned a, a lot through him. And, uh, and so basically just, just in terms of being, um, the, going back to the Demetra George thing, I'm glad you said because I, I was like, what were we talking about? Um, I don't always feel like I can be, uh, objective. So if I'm asking a question that is something related to me, I'll ask someone else to answer or look at the chart. Instead of looking at it myself. Wait, you don't think you could be objective when it comes to myself? Mm -hmm. Well, there's something in horror that I'm asking. I'd rather someone else look at it. Yeah, well, hey, uh, therapists have therapists. Walt is my astrologer. (laughs) Okay. And I'm hers. Okay. (laughs) Pretty much. I mean, (laughs) we, 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 we delineate stuff for ourselves, but then we say, hey, what you think of this? Yeah, I, I agree with that statement. I think it's very difficult to be objective with yourself, especially when it comes to something like this. Yeah. So just in terms of rating my own planets, bringing it back there, I didn't feel like I would I could be objective. I'd rather kind of take in the uh, subjective, I guess,ness of what how someone else has rated my planet. Well, well, when I was I was gonna tell you when I was learning, I had to try mine, but I'll just let you know. It's a lot easier grading other people's planets than your own. Yes, yes, exactly. <laughs> that is the point. That is the point. So it's like, you know, that's why I asked the question, like, what, what did she seek to get out of it? Because I think a lot of times we might be like, oh, I think I think I'm great, you know, or we might be harder on ourselves. And, and then that might be a, a good a, a, a planet that is like highly rated in the chart. So, yeah, um, but but just going back to like Saturn and um, like 12th house and undo, self undoing, my Saturn is in my fifth house. So, and when we're talking about like, you know, part of my maybe self undoing, maybe, you know, the it's in Gemini cause it's kind of weak. It's an immutable energy, you know? Um, and my daughter just said to me the other day that I don't plan. But that's her perspective because where's my Saturn in my fifth house with my, <laughs> with my South Node? So it's like and Mars. So it's like sometimes I I like to just kind of go with the flow. I have three planets and play Pisces. So that's very Piscean. Wait, you have a uh, you have Mars, Saturn, and the South Node yeah. all together. 
In Gemini, yes. And and Venus as well? No, just no? those. Them, all okay. of them. I think they're three malefic energy. Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Wow. I can relate to that, though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Well, um, but when it comes to relationships, is there anything you um, want to add before we go? Um, I think I think you made some good points. Know know thyself first, because we need to know how we show up in relationships. So know, knowing your chart and knowing if you have looking at how you communicate. And, and your values and how you like to love. Mercury is your communication planet. Um, Venus being what you value and how you love the sweet things in life. And Mars being your drive and your energy, maybe even your sex drive as well. Um, knowing those things and looking at the aspects in your own chart to see if there's, you know, if there's tension within, you know, and then sometimes we project outward. And if we can say, okay, this tension is already here in me, right? And this is the energy that I know that I'm bringing to a relationship, but you have to be able to be open and, and honest with yourself about your energy. Did you um, just did you just say the aspects are more important than just the planets placements themselves? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. They're, they're important because, because the, the planets is, um, in our own chart is the energy, right? But I like mm-hmm. to think, Plants are people, places, and things. People, places, and things. Um, so how my planets, how my code is, my default code is in my chart, what that is and how it express how it is typically or generally expressed. Can that can you change or can it like evolve, especially if it's like you're in the lower vibration of it? But mm-hmm. over time and through your life experience. And you're getting to know yourself more and more. And obviously with um, progressions and um, and progressions and what else did we talk about? Those transits. things, transits, those can help with any difficulty uh, that we have in, um, in our placements. But then the things that maybe have been easy to us all, all, all our lives based, based on our, our, our the trines and the sextiles there might eventually uh, be something that a uh, planet that comes in and forms a difficult aspect where it's like, oh, wait a minute, hold on. I've never had to try before because, you know, things kind of just come, you know, with ease with those placements. Um, they can kind of sometimes make us a little lazy. But but the squares and oppositions make drive us to 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 really work on things. So knowing yourself, um, and then knowing, just knowing how you communicate, what you value, and then look at synastry. So I want someone whose moon is, if if it's not in the same moon or, or I, I want it to be in trine or sextile to mine, theirs. So my, my <laughs> moon is in water. So my moon is in water. So I would love for somebody to have a, a, another water moon, or a Pisces, a Cancer, or Earth. Uh, or an earth sign or the same or the same one would you want them to have the same moon sign as yours i wouldn't mind that because um especially with my my moon in scorpio it hits different it hits different (laughs) because a lot of times you don't it's like scorpio energy you can talk you can speak without speaking and there's just like innate knowing and an awareness and sometimes we don't want to have to explain stuff (laughs) it's just like don't you just get it Mm -hmm. 
You just get it. Paul's <laughs> yeah. got the straight face. <laughs> he he knows. He knows. We actually just had this conversation not too long ago, where I told him I was like, to people with the same moon sign, it's like it's like it's like wow, like it's just so different. It's 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 just easy. It's just easier. Um. Um. But you can also feel the intensity of it. Absolutely. I personally have uh, I personally have had a lot of relationships with Moon and Pisces people, obviously conjunct my sun, mm-hmm. but square my moon. So Your moon is that, my moon is a Sag. Okay. So so I, I have an, a natal sun moon square. But and you know, and for a really long time I thought that 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 Pisces Moon, Pisces Sun contact was so you know otherworldly and it really was you know mm-hmm. but but because of my sag moon ultimately there was this there was a square it was it, it didn't feel you know it, it didn't feel quite how i would have wanted it to feel i don't know if that makes sense because is it because you know you are so there's a part of you that wants well no that's a double jupiter energy yeah and so my Jupiter's in detriment, though. Oh, fall. It's in 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 Virgo. You oh. you 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 delineated my Sun and Jupiter very well, actually. Once I did. What did I say? I don't remember. Um, you you talked to me about how I was a very Jupiterian person, you know, and like Jupiter pretty Jupiter ruled my Sun, my Moon, mm-hmm. and then it was in it, it's in my sixth whole sign in Virgo. Okay. Okay. But it was kind of like in fall, you know? And where's your Mercury then? Because Mercury rules your Jupiter. My Mercury is in Pisces. Okay. Wow. <laughs> so they have mutual reception though. Yeah, they do have mutual reception. That's good. So they help each other out. Yeah. Not, but the, the, they're off by like Jupiter and my, my Jupiter and Mercury are off by about seven degrees. But so, but the thing is, your Jupiter is in your is in Virgo, and your Mercury is in Jupiter. So my yeah, my yeah, my Mercury is in Pisces. So yeah, they're in mutual reception to each other. Yeah. Um. So it's almost like. So what do you what do you feel like was 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 off? Was it because, either you you wanted space or you wanted you know because, Sag kind of like is. You know, it's funny up. you say. It's funny you say that. Um. I've always had this urge to merge. I, I I do have Pluto in the eighth. Okay. Which, you know, my, so I'm an Aries rising. Mars rules, Mars rules my first. It rules my eighth. Like I have this and it's right next to Venus. Right. So it's it, like, it wants you know, connection a yeah. lot all the time. Yeah. Um, But I, I think you're right. I, I think, I think my moon and Sag has always needed like space. And it's not that I, it's not that I haven't had space. I, I think I said this once to to Paul. It's that it's that some of those placements that I've I've been in relationship with um with with Pisces people or with Pi- I've been in relationship with with heavy Pisces placement people, mm-hmm. um and and it it sort of gets to a point where there's an idealization, right? Not just of me. Mm-hmm. right maybe of the relationship um or, or perhaps the relationship becomes all and 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 i like people that have passion but i don't just want them to have passion for me right. i want them to have passion for something else and and i think to some extent i want that passion for something else because i'm so martian it's kind of like 
am I competing for this passion? Not not that I'm literally in competition, right. but right. but it right. it gives me this edge of okay, like this person has passion for something else, not just for me, you know, yeah. like like I should also have passion for something else, you know. So it, it drives me. I and I love that, and I think we all should have interests apart from one another. Yeah, all should, and I think that's a healthy way to be in relate. This is just a personal perspective, not necessarily yeah. industry. Um, uh, and, and and the thing is, is um, giving you giving you space, but also still space to be you and in, in who you are and whatever you want, wherever you want. And then, but also, I think that that will I think that that will uh, pull you closer to that person. It yeah, feels like you feel like oh well, they're there, they're gonna be there, they're gonna let me be who I am, you know, do whatever I want and not feel threatened or anything. And the love is still there. And the love is still there, yeah. And uh, and, and um, I'm sorry, but no, no, no. no it's a, well, uh, what I was gonna say is I was gonna circle back to what you said about the Mercury uh, Jupiter reception. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for a really long time, I, I don't know where I got this from, but for a really long time, I I thought I was terrible at communicating. Mm. And and I've learned recently and 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 through some experience that I'm actually not that bad at communicating. And I feel the same way. And we'll come back to you in a second. But I feel like it's my Mercury's in Pisces as well. But it's square. It's in square to my Saturn. So I okay. I was in share. I was sharing with Paul. Sometimes I don't. I don't. I was blurted out. Like a lot of times, I don't want to sound stupid. You know, I, I'm very. I, I'm kind. I kind of fear with the things that I, I say because Saturn also represents your fears. Right. And I want to make sure that what, what I'm you say, saying. You don't. You don't want to sound stupid. You yeah. don't. You don't though. Mm. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that means that means that you practice for a really long time something yeah. smart yes i yeah and it's funny because i didn't even realize it until i started learning astrology i remember sent me saying that i was attracted to people who were really good communicators because i wanted to be better at communicating mm-hmm. i was very much attracted to people i love virgos yeah. <laughs> all right i do have a question for you mm-hmm. well three um before you go on a date with somebody do you pull look up look them up um so no i i haven't had to do that because anyone that i've been in relationship with have come to me it's in a sense you know and i don't really look for i don't actively seek out relationships all right Next question. Would you look at a chart and be like, oh, hell no. I can't mess with this person. <laughs> um, it's funny. I, I think about that when I'm doing that, like sent, looking at other people's chart. I'm like, oh, we wouldn't be bad. Probably. We wouldn't be compatible. <laughs> and I do that with like people with cancer placements. Even though it would be enshrined to my moon, you know. It's the emotional manipulation for me. Yeah, oh my God. <laughs> Real. And I'm, and then they get mad. Like, we really going on this edge. Then they get mad when you see them. You know, because that Scorpio moon, like, I see you. <laughs> like, you're not, you're not going to do that today. <laughs> not today, not tomorrow, not next week. No. <laughs> and the last question is, when you hear someone says, I hate this sign, what goes through your mind? I think that it's something more, you know what? I, I think that they're, they're, they need to learn 
astrology more. It's more than just the, the zodiac side. There's something else in the charts that are causing the friction that is, that that causes that has caused that person to have the whatever experience they had to lead them to say that. I think yeah. it's not just sun. It's it's for me, sun is surface. Mm-hmm. Well, I just say this. I and my response to them is, hey y'all, stop blaming stop hating a whole sign because of because of an x Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that x is not representative of that sign maybe you hey maybe you was dating an unevolved yes Scorpio or you know Virgo or whatever and you need to get up with a high vibration of that energy maybe you will see that energy in a different light yes I agree I totally agree. Right. I totally agree. With that being said, uh, are you doing readings for people yet? I mean, could you you don't want because usually I say, hey, how can people contact you? But you might not want people to contact you. Well, <laughs> <laughs> We're on the same boat here. <laughs> right. Yeah, they can follow my page, but I don't really post. I don't post that much. But I just like to. I like from for the most part. I've just been like talking with people. I like having natural conversations with people about astrology. I like expanding people's awareness, especially with people with Capricorn placements, because, you know, and Virgo placements, a lot of them, a lot of times they are the doubters that are that earth energy. Like I need proof, mm. <laughs> material proof, prove mm. it to me. All right. Well, how, mm-hmm. go ahead, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was done. I was just going to say, uh, how can people get, uh, what is your social media so people can follow you? On Instagram at I am living water. I am living water. All right. Mm-hmm. And I want to thank you for coming through today. Walter, any, uh, any, any last words on relationships and astrology? <laughs> well, this has been hey, a. Uh, here's your soapbox. Go ahead. <laughs> I don't, I actually don't have one today. No, I, I, I'm, I'm very uh, appreciative and, and grateful for this conversation. Um, as always, Barbara, you, you, you've left me with an expanded mind to go out and, and seek out more uh, information, you know. Um, and and I, I actually, I love synastry, so I very much enjoyed hearing what you have to say. Thank you. I enjoyed the conversation as well. Absolutely. And uh, yeah, if you guys want to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at Walter. All right. And uh, y'all know how... You can get in touch with me. I am astrology readings at gmail.com. I am astrology reading, uh, dot com. Uh, follow me on social media and all that. I really would appreciate it if you like, follow, share the show with three of your friends and cousins. Send it down the line. Uh, hopefully, Barbara will come back and see us. I think she wants may want to talk about one of Walter's favorite subjects. Which is? astrology in the stock market Ooh. oh yeah yeah uh, well i i follow I, I follow you on that as well well you know hey. <laughs> and and with that being said you know how i end this know that self balance here i started off with questions and then it's number two things on my mind why this what that what should we do the question that the searching you diving into the seeking go for some ass leaking these niggas get to tweaking where you don't be get to preaching you don't be telling me that my fate is in the stars you remain in the g you got the recipe to get the ecstasy. I'm shifting gears on the thing that you won't believe. Now people don't deceive. She starts on Christmas Eve. It's from the start, that's why you trap, you stuck, you can't leave. Invest me on your knees. Confess your
your sins are moved. Don't have no blessing, have the face you trust, you know the truth. You think it can't be slanted, you think it just be planted. It's warfare, the bottom flow, collateral damage. I manage to maintain to explain. We hit it evolve, but any damn thing changed.